And welcome back to another episode of the Media Boat Podcast, your weekly episodes on news about movies, TV, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order. Mm-hmm. My name is Mike. His name is Matt. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. Thank you for joining us. We are back in the studio for April the 22nd, 2023. April is wrapping up like a tight little bow. Uh, um, and yeah, this is episode 380. 80. 80, even. Nice. Yep. A nice even number uh, for this warm April af- uh, morning. Almost an afternoon. For some uh, people, it is the afternoon. Hey, you know, some, it's five o'clock somewhere, <laughs> as I say. Um, thank you for joining us. We'll get rolling right into it, why don't we? Yep, we got lots of news and lots of thoughts to cover, so let's get right into it, starting with the music section. Yes. We start the music section with the billboard. Yes. And we start the billboard with the Hot 100. What's hot? What what's hot is Last Night by Morgan Wallen. Ugh. At two, Search and Rescue by Drake. Yep. Uh, coming in at three, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. At four, Kill Bill by SZA. And rounding out your top five, Creepin' by Metro Boomin', <laughs> The Weeknd, and 21 Savage. So yeah, three through four just moved down a, bo- a bit to uh, make room for the new Drake single. Uh, but he could not conquer Morgan Wallen. Couldn't do it. As for your albums chart, your Billboard 200. At number one. One Thing at a Time mm. by Morgan Wallen. Sixth week at number one. Coming in at two, Hope by NF. At three, Midnights by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. At four, SOS by SZA. And rounding up your top five, Portals by Melanie Martinez. All right. If you didn't like any of those albums, mm. we have new releases, including Babe by BB Rexa. Yes. Yes. That BB Rexa. <laughs> Euphoric Recall by Braid. Okay. Not to be confused with the game Braid. <laughs> no, very different. All of This Will End by Indigo de Souza. Hey, I'll be listening to this. Signs of Life by Neil Ga- Gaiman. Yes, that Neil Gaiman. With an album? He does music as well as does writing in comics and everything. Okay, he's sure. A, he's an <laughs> entrepreneur. Well, that's out if you want to listen to that. A renaissance man, if you will. And then, we, finally, we have an album. <laughs> I might be phrasing this here. Uh-huh. That feels good! <laughs> By Ugh. Jesse Ware. Yeah, it felt a little too good. Well, it's all exclamation points. So Yes, yes. When you have three exclamation points in your title, it has to feel that I, I would read that more like, I think my read would have been, That feels good! Like that. I think that's how I would. No. <laughs> See, because sex sells. <laughs> All right. All right. And that's on. why BB Rex and Andrew Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Couple gotta... of updates this week. Yeah, a couple of updates. Uh, before we get into all the Coachella talk. Yes, we'll talk briefly about Coachella, but yeah. Yes. Uh, quickly, or rather not quickly, a catch up story from yes. two weeks ago yes. uh, regarding Anita. Yes. Well, after her not so amicable parting. Of ways from Warner Music, the Brazilian superstar singer has inked a new deal with Universal Republic Records. Republic declined request for comment, <laughs> but the singer, who is managed by Brandon Silverstein at S10 Entertainment, left Warner after 11 years at the company and a big effort by the company's Warner record label 
to break the singers uh, to break the singer in the U.S. with her multi-genre latest album, Versions of Me, which was released over a year ago. Despite a blockbuster performance at last year's Coachella Festival, a massive international hit with the song Involver, uh, which had amassed over 500 million streams on Spotify, and a collaboration on the album with hitmakers like Max Martin, Ryan Tedder, and Stargate, not to mention features from <laughs> Saweedy, uh, Missy Elliott, Khalid, and Maluna. The album was not a hit in the U.S., although she remains a superstar in Latin America and other territories. So, yeah, uh, jumping the ship to uh, uh, Republic here probably is a good move long term. Mm -hmm. She probably has more faith that Republic will do a better job than Warner did uh, marketing her, her here in the States, which I think seems to be the sticking point. It seems like she didn't like what they were doing specifically with the promotions they were running here. That if it's going to be a worldwide hit, mm. it seems odd that it's a, world, a hit everywhere <laughs> except in the U.S. Yeah, where a lot of money is to be made. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if Republic gives her the platform that she wants. I mean, they, <laughs> they signed the deal, so I think better. there's something in that contract <laughs> that says, yes, we'll give you the platform. Money that says want. that they should do money it. Money talks loudly. <laughs> Speaking of money talks loudly, so does making new music. Uh -huh. So, the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, they've announced a, it's their first album since the sudden passing of their drummer, Taylor Hawkins, back in March of 2022. Yeah. Quote, but, uh, sorry, the song title. Yeah, no, that's the, the album, album title. The album. Uh, but here we are. But here we are. Is uh, the name of the album. It's yep. set to arrive on June 2nd. Uh, while its lead single, Rescued, is currently available. Uh, quote, it's uh, a brutally, quote, a brutally honest and emotional raw response to everything Foo Fighters endured over the last year, but here we are, is a, state, is a testament to the he healing powers of music, friendship, and family, according to the press release. Mm -hmm. Courageous, damaged, and unflinching, authentic, <laughs> but here we are, opens with newly released lead single, Rescued, the first of 10 songs that run the emotional gamut from rage to sorrow to serenity and acceptance and myriad points in between. Myriad. Myriad. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is kind of how we figured this was going to go down. There was no universe in which the Foo Fighters just hung it up. Um, even though Taylor Hawkins was a... Obviously, uh, this doesn't even need to be said, but like was obviously a big part of what made Foo Fighters work and was a big piece of the band. And losing him was definitely um, a difficult thing uh, for them to deal with when considering making new music. Um, there was no universe in which they didn't do this. Like they didn't continue making music, recording, continue touring. Mm -hmm. There was always going to be a Foo Fighters beyond uh, Hawkins. And here we're finally seeing the first fruits of that. Um, yeah, I mean, and using the album to process through these, I'm sure, complicated feelings about moving on and having to and dealing with the emotional, like, you know, like feelings that encompass that, like, I think this is a good outlet for them. Like, they're going to be able to process a lot of things. Especially the way Dave Grohl writes music and yeah. produces it, yeah. that this could be a really good album taken from such a sad, strong, like, time in their life right yeah uh who knows um 
I have not yet listened to Rescue, uh, so I don't know uh, anything. I don't have anything to say about the single yet. But yeah, no, uh, interesting to see, and this will be definitely a pivot point for them, and, and I hope they uh, make the best of it. Sounds like they are. Uh, June 2nd, that's in two yeah. months? That's Six coming, weeks, roughly? That's coming soon. They, they yeah. work fast, and they are very prolific, is what I will say about the Foo Fighters. Yes. Yeah, they, just, <laughs> they never stop, and that's good for them, because I'm sure um, that, yeah, it'll be good to kind of process all of these feelings over the last year. Yeah, not just for the band, but also for all the fans as oh, well. Oh, yeah, no, it'll be cathartic for the fans, too. You're right. Yep. All right. All right. Speaking of things that um, <laughs> need to be processed. Yeah. Coachella happened. Yeah. Weekend one was last Coachella weekend. Coachella is still happening. Yes. Uh, weekend Coachella two weekend. is happening as we speak. Yes. Uh, but they are noticeably absent one headliner. Well, yes and no. So uh, the biggest news that came out of uh, Coachella, well, there were two big headlines last week. For weekend one, and uh, one of them was that fan favorites Blink One Eighty Two made a surprise appearance on the on the festival stage. They weren't planned; um, they were kind of a last minute like addition. Uh, but they re with their reunited lineup with Tom DeLonge in tow, mm -hmm. uh, they did some classics. You can see some clips on YouTube, and yeah, they seem to be having fun up there. Tom doesn't sound exactly like how you used to, but you know. You get used to it. He's not 23 anymore. No, it turns out. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, like, uh, but yeah, it was cool to see them back up. Well, it ended up being a good thing that they were there uh, because the headliner for Sunday night last week, Frank Ocean, um, had some difficulties in uh, the lineup to his uh, big headliner performance. Difficulties is putting it lightly. So, apparently, on the festival grounds earlier that same day, he had uh, twisted his ankle. And this mean, meant that the plan for his big um, performance to have it on an ice rink was scrapped. They had to completely rework everything that they had planned for Frank Ocean's performance. This led to a what some people refer to as an awkward uh, headlining performance that was not streamed on YouTube as planned. Uh, the internet fans, uh, the fans of uh, Frank Ocean, had to scramble to find a stream of a stream uh, mm -hmm. to watch it sideways to watch the performance happen online. If you weren't there in person, yeah, mixed results, I guess you could say. Yeah, uh, the, the decision feedback. to pull from YouTube's uh, stream happened day of, so yeah, people yeah. didn't realize that was going to happen yes. until they released the schedule for the YouTube live performances. Yeah earlier on that Sunday. It was all last minute, very slapdash, and Frank Ocean himself seems to have agreed because upon doctor's orders, it was announced that in the lead up to this weekend that he would not be showing up at all for weekend two. So his headliner performance has completely been scrapped. But again, good thing Blink-182 was here. It seems like plans are that they will take his place. Yeah, they've already announced that Blink-182 will be the third headliner or the main headliner on Sunday the third headliner for weekend two yeah and yeah we'll just slot right in there yeah. um lots of uh varying <laughs> reports coming out when this was happening live yes. as to what was happening with right. Frank Ocean yeah especially different details going on behind the scenes <laughs> of what may or may not have actually happened yeah as emotions were very running high and uh -huh. Twitter and uh Reddit and Facebook and Instagram is very rife with, <laughs> hey, first takes, hot takes. I mean, yeah, needless to say, this was just yet another complication for an already incredibly complicated Coachella. Mm -hmm. This is the same Coachella that, you know, has had its headliner swapped a billion times mm -hmm. at this point. So to have it happen again at the last minute, um, I'm sure, 
the uh, the festival organizers were pissed about everything happening the way it did. Well, either this means that next Coachella is going to play very safe. I, I would think so. Or going forward, they always have a fourth undisclosed yeah. act. I think that's what you have, why you have the, like the uh, returning to the desert thing at the bottom of the yes. poster, just in case. It's like a break glass in case of emergency <laughs> kind of move. No, like, this is the midnight <laughs> performance, or in case something happens, we'll move them to a headliner. Yeah, so, yeah, you're probably right. I think next year they pick some maybe slightly less controversial um, choices, so that way they can really nail in that lineup. Uh, because, yeah, I think they've learned their lesson about Frank Ocean here. I don't know if you see him again on Co at Coachella, or if you do, it's going to be a while. I don't know if you see him on any stage, but it <laughs> may be a while. Yeah, especially if Doctor's orders uh, remain and he has to tend to that ankle. Yeah. Uh, we won't go into like, all the he said, she said for those <laughs> Doctor's orders. Right, yeah. Uh, because there are widely varying opinions on that. <laughs> but I'm going to go with, with the official line just to be safe here. Yeah. Um, but let's but just say yeah, that... We'll see. The fans who were there in attendance, yeah, some who waited five hours just to see Frank Ocean, were pissed. I'd imagine when he didn't show up. Yeah, but anyway, other than that, uh, when he had his, when he showed up an hour late, and then only played for like half an hour. Yeah. Other than that, we mentioned that this um, they have been streaming a bunch of Coachella performances. Yep. Have you watched any? Did you tune uh, in for any of them? I watched a couple. Stuff, uh, poking stuff around, poking around. Um, the one that caught my eye a lot was Lotto, but not for the things you think it was. <laughs> but also, yeah. it was for the things but you think it was. also for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but other than that, this lineup, there wasn't really anybody I was actually looking forward to yeah. watching live. Yeah. I'll probably catch the Blink-182 live on Sunday night. Yeah. But other than that, that's the only one I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah, and I was telling you pre-pod, like, we tried, but, like, honestly, the things I wanted to see were all before the streaming started at 4. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a waste of time for me. Um, so, yeah, not a lot of um, couch cello this year. No, no. not. It was not no. a great couch cello. <laughs> anyway. But I did hear that people who did go, they have a fun time, Yeah. at least, um, of the friends that I know that went. So congratulations right. on your first Coachellas yeah. and go. surviving. Good luck. Not all of them will end up like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Better or for worse. All right. Let's uh, move on and take some thoughts. You can listen to something. Uh, I put this on here. I only listened to half of this. I was going to say, from what I understand, there's a lot to get through here. Yes. And when I say, normally when I say I only listen to half of something, yeah. I go through about like maybe four or five songs no. and then I kind of end. But no, this is different. Yes. By saying I got through half of this, it means I got through four hours of it. That's right. Halfway Point is a four-hour album. This is a eight-and-a-half-hour album um, by Mac DeMarco. Yeah, why did you do this? Called Wayne G. Why did you do this? For the lols. Yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think of you as a Mac DeMarco person. No, well, I had no idea what I was getting into because we were uh, talking with uh, some coworkers about <laughs> yeah. this, and they're like, "Hey, did you see that this drop?" I'm like, "No, that can't be real." It has to be a well one. There has to be a limit on the number of songs you could put on an album. Yeah. And two, there has to be a time limit on the on the length of an album. Turns out I was wrong on both accounts. Yeah. Uh, One Wing G is a 199-track <laughs> album. It's too many. Clocking in at 8 hours and 47 minutes. It's, it's too many. That's too many. 
I'm telling you, that's Janelle. Uh, so I started listening to this, and well, one first, I looked up at the um, album tracks. Sure. I can't really call them album tracks okay. because they're just dates. Okay. It's just here. This is the date that I created this, right? Or the date that I started the sample on this, and for 199 tracks, uh-huh. it's just dates. If you recorded two on the same date, there's a two. Next yeah. one. All right. Uh, I think there's only about. 16 tracks that have actual names after the date. Okay. But uh, that's, those are the only ones that have vocals on it. Everything else in this album is... Instrumental. Instrumental uh, rock jazz, kind of. Sure. Okay. I guess that's kind of what he's known for. Yeah, An I alternative really jazz-ish. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know a lot about Mac DeMarco. I know he's been in a lot of like the like same... I don't know, area of some other artists that I enjoyed, but like not really. Well, I'm not going to use the term that he describes himself. <laughs> it's like Star Wars. Yeah. It's like you cantina know, music. Like the music, yeah, the cantina, cantina music. Which yeah, is. No, this, this is a song for a sushi restaurant. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't really know much about Mac DeMarco. The one story I have about Mac DeMarco is kind of gross. A girl I used to date, she once told me, that she loved Mac DeMarco, she thought he was cute, and that, I quote, I would love to put my tongue in between his gap in his teeth. End quote. That is very specific. It's very specific. I don't know why she wanted to do that, but she wanted to do that. She wanted to jump the gap. <laughs> Ever since then, every time I think about no, no, it, it's called shoot the gap. In football, you shoot the gap. <laughs> We're almost there. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's even grosser in a weird way. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, like I def- ever since then, uh, I, whenever I think of Mac DeMarco, I think of that happening. I'm like, that's gross. But okay. Hey, you know what? I don't want to yuck anybody's yums. Yeah, you do you. If you anyway. Have, anyways, if you want background music, if you want study music, Wayne G <laughs> by Mac DeMarco. Oh. You got eight hours of it. Say goodbye to Lo-Fi Girl. Mac DeMarco is here. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, it's, it doesn't sound like you enjoyed it that much. Well, I enjoyed it enough to where I forgot that it was on, because it was just <laughs> going. I don't, I, I don't know if that's enjoyment. Well, I, like, I was enjoying it, it was like, maybe like super focused on what I was doing. Sure, okay. I was just going on, and like, yeah, like, it's good enough to like, for background music. Fair enough. Alright, so that's... Elevator music? Yeah, One Wayne G by Mac DeMarco. Uh, don't listen to the whole thing. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Let's, let's Yeah, let's get into some video games. And let's. we'll start with new releases. All right. Uh, we have Age of Wonders for the PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Yep. Super Dungeon Maker for the Switch and PC. Mm-hmm. Ravenlock for <laughs> Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Xbox Series X yep. and PC, uh-huh. uh, getting a very rare Xbox One. Yeah, not that rare. Well, we've kind of like stopped looking at them, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and then your big release of the week, Redfall for Xbox yes. Series X and PC. That would also be on Game Pass, so I'll probably take a look at this. This is uh, Borderlands meets Vampire? That is what the pitch seems to be. A lot of people thought or it was Left like, for Dead meets Vampire. Well, a lot of people thought it was Left for Dead, but they made a, a point to be like, no, not really. It's a co-op focused, similar to Borderlands, where you're mm-hmm. using individual like class, um, class class-based powers uh, to cooperate. Except now, 
these the whole hook is is that while you're finding the zombies, zombie vampires. Yeah, yeah. is it zombies or zombies? the vampires? I think it's vampires. Pretty sure it's vampires. Yeah, it's vampires. Anyway, while you're finding the vampires, your powers in co-op can actually commingle with your partner's powers. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can do combinations of things. Also, it's a um, it's kind of like takes look cues from the studio's previous games like Dishonored and um, Deathloop, where there's stuff you can explore in the area, and there's loot you can pick up, and you know there's like there's a reason to do like kind of interact with your environment okay. as well. So it seems like a neat pitch. Um, it's been up and down regarding early uh, early feedback on this thing, so I'm interested to play it myself to see what it is. Now, don't forget, you won't get any of the 60 frame rates right, on yes. launch. For, uh, it looks like they're launching it with just perf- uh, without performance mode. So you'll have to wait for, on console at least, for 60 frames. Um, one thing I will say is, uh, you kind of hinted at this, is that this is the first uh, new releases we've had, I believe, ever. None of these games are coming out on PS4. Yeah. We are, comp- we are completely done with PS4 releases this week, which is weird. Maybe this uh, finally means that we're ready to move on. I think PlayStation is also ready to move on, because that moves into yeah. our first story. Yes. Well, you don't have it here, but uh, the PlayStation Collections that started with the PS5 yeah. was launched will cease to exist right. uh, May 7th, I think, is what that's Now, called? that just means if you haven't already downloaded it. So you know, for... If you haven't already purchased right, it purchase and it, put, put it into your library. Right. You can't add it again. So yeah, this is the stuff that launched with the PS5 launch, which yeah. was basically like, we're going to give you a greatest hits collection of PS4's best that you can just have. And we can, and we'll up-res it for PS5 yeah, uh, just for you to, to play, so that we yeah. have something to play because the PS5 has 10 games, maybe. Yeah, so let this uh, be a PSA. If you just bought a PS5, do go and grab this before it goes away. I thankfully have already purchased it, so I've got them. Yep. But yeah, if you don't have them, if you missed this, or if you just bought your new console, check it out. These bunch of free games. Uh, God of War 1 is one of them. Yeah, so, uh, the original mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank, Days yep. Gone, yep. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10? Horizon 11? 1, I think. I think, I think it might be on there. Yeah, I think Horizon 1 is on there. So yeah. yeah. You so it's like the greatest hits of PS4 games that are going to be going away from the PS5. So yeah, check it out. Speaking of Horizon. Yes. Uh, our first... DLC for Horizon Forbidden West has arrived. Yes, and alongside that is this. The update for Horizon Forbidden West. So the latest update has added several new accessibility features, including a thalassophobia mode. Thalassophobia. Meaning fear of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, Thalassophobia is an intense fear of deep bodies of water, you know, like the ocean. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've should have read the next slide before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, this feature aims to ease thalassophobia symptoms by improving underwater ambient visibility and allowing you to breathe indefinitely, regardless of story progression. Yeah. Uh, Guerrilla Games said that this mode is being introduced alongside other accessibility features, including enlarged subtitles. Auto pickup, which I believe was a thing in the so, second game after, in the first game after an update. It was, but even this is slightly different. It's like you don't even have to press any buttons. Like that, but I believe in the first game the thing would turn off the animations, but you still That's have to what press it was. the button. Yeah. This time you walk over shit and you, you collect walk it. Over you do not have it. to press anything. Oh, that should help with speed running. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's also have color blindness settings. <laughs> 
Killer Bill. Yes. <laughs> Auto camera. Navigation assist for in focus while you're in focus mode. Yeah. Uh, patch 1.21 also adds support for, for, right. for Horizon Burning Forbidden Shores. West Burning Shores expansion, yes. which launched on Wednesday. And this is the time where we say neither of us has played Burning Shores yet. Uh, watch this space. Uh, but yeah, uh, for now, we have not dug into the DLC quite yet. Uh, I may get into it in May after I may. come back. <laughs> we may get into it. Yeah. Well, because I got stuff coming up between when it released and next week, so yeah, I'm I'm not gonna pay was it thirty dollars? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Oh, it's twenty dollars. Yeah. Oh, thirty. Okay, maybe twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't finished the main uh, quest yet, and I understand the main that. Story. Yeah, I understand that you have to. Uh, you so. have to. Yeah, you have to get past uh, the uh, mission log singularity. Okay. In order to access it. So yeah, I am not quite there. So yeah, I have no real reason to buy this quite yet. But maybe, maybe okay. we'll see. Okay. Uh, but we, uh, yeah, watch the space. We will talk about Burning Shores. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Eventually. Eventually. All right. Moving on to our second story. There were Pokemon Go. Um. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are still playing Pokemon Go. Some people are. Some people are very dedicated to that thing. Well, Capcom wants to get into that space. Oh yeah. Because they are teaming up with Pokemon Go Studio Niantic. For a new mobile game based on the Monster Hunter franchise. Yes. Called Monster Hunter. Monster, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter Now. Now? Now. Now. Well, there's no exclamation point, so it's, yeah. so it's Now? Monster Hunter Now. No, I think it's Now, like the cats. <laughs> Monster Hunter Now? Yeah. Uh, which is set for release in September, offers players an approachable hunting experience that can be enjoyed <laughs> as part of everyday life. <laughs> Sure. Uh, as in Pokemon Go, the game will use data from the real world using location-based technology and augmented reality to encourage players to explore their real-life surroundings. Quote, in the game, players take on the role of hunters and embark on an adventure during which they hunt vividly lifelike monsters that appear in the real world, says Capcom. So, will you check this out? Uh, I mean, I'm already hunting monsters on my phone with Pokemon Go. <laughs> so, if I'm hunting pocket monsters, do I want to hunt actual monsters? Monster monsters? Yeah. I don't know. No. Uh, I, this, I have no interest in this at all, but like, I'm sure there will be an audience for it as long as they continue supporting it. Because if you recall, they've done this a couple of times already with franchises that aren't Pokemon. Try to goify them. I believe there was some sort of Harry Potter version of this that yep. did not gain any traction and was shut down. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, ultimately it depends on whether it finds an audience and they continue to support it. There still may or may not be a Kingdom Hearts version of this coming out <laughs> later this year called we'll Missing Link. Yeah, we'll see. Although, if that game does never come out, then it truly will be a Missing Link. <laughs> so <laughs> Truly. Truly it will. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, not much more, really to say about this. Yeah, more AR... Uh, video games give the AR space with phones. Yeah, yeah. Antic uh, getting that paycheck. Yep. Uh, and lastly here, you have something about Sega buying Rovio. Yeah, I just want to mention this because this is big video game news. Uh, but there's not a whole lot to say about it quite yet. Uh, so Sega, a target of a lot of rumors itself about whether it will be purchased or not. You, I'm sure you remember stories about, like, oh, was Microsoft going to buy Sega? Is Sony going to buy Sega? Well, Sega would like you to change that narrative. They apparently are... Uh, not in the uh, business of getting bought. They're in the business of buying. And business is good because they this week have purchased 
mobile game studio Rovio. Angry Birds. Famous for the yes. Ro Angry Birds franchise. It took me a while. Like, yes. As you were saying that, I was like, wait, I know this name. I know this name. That's yes. it. Angry Birds has been their biggest success. Um, it was, of course, so big, it spawned two films based on the franchise. Yeah, that's right. They made a sequel to Angry yep. Birds. And a merchandise empire. But uh, ultimately, they weren't worth that much, uh, considering Sega was able to buy them. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is what Sega is uh, saying is a move towards improving their mobile um, imprint uh, beyond just Japan. Apparently, they have a pretty successful mobile business in Japan, but internationally, they struggle in that zone. There's not a whole lot of phone um, stuff for Sega properties. So buying Rovio will kind of solve that problem. They'll have a built-in mobile studio that can help them make more mobile games hmm. and market them in a bigger way than they could before. So yeah, uh, this also means, yes, Sonic the Hedgehog can hang out with the Angry Birds. I was thinking, do you just slingshot Sonic now? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Angry Birds would be a really good move for them to do. Yeah, you just use Sonic, Tails, Knuckles. Oh, yeah, Tails, I mean, he's built in. He can glide a little yeah. bit while you're... Um, yeah, I could see something like that happening. I could see the Angry Birds showing up in the next Sonic movie. Like, there's a lot of options here. Uh, so, yeah, seems like a good idea if you're sick. Sounds pretty good. All right. Well, that's it for news, then. All right. Did you play anything? Uh, just more of the show, and I'm still trying to wrap up uh, uh, Resident Evil 4. Okay. I'm not quite done with it yet. I kind of dabbled in some other things this week. Oh, yeah, and I finally bought Ariana Grande in Fortnite. Oh, you Mission finally accomplished. <laughs> it finally took a while. They finally put her back in the store, and so I now have Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh, played right into you. <laughs> I did. Uh, um, someone awesome is continuing his PGA Masters tournament cool. um, fight. Uh, so, you know how, so last time I said... I had to get good because I was doing career mode, and you started basically zero. <laughs> well, it took me 20 levels, but I finally got there. Hey. Also, I realized that that game really, really, really wants you to play every single hole. <laughs> and that's how you level up. I see. Because I'm playing on quick mode. It only gives you about four to five holes per match. Well, in doing so, it gives you four to 5,000 points. Mm -hmm. 1,000 points per hole. So, if I'm getting four to five thousand points per hole, I'm doing a quick mode. I should be getting eighteen thousand <laughs> points per game. Yeah. Times four because over the weekend, and that's how the game actually wants you to play. It doesn't want you to play in quick mode. It wants you to play every single hole. Okay. Um. Wish I would have known that before. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Once again, PGA Masters. Um, it's golf. It's golf, and <laughs> it will take you a long time to finally get good. All right. Um, it's grinding. Grinding on that course. Pretty much. Other than that, I played old games. Yeah. I'm surprised to see this here. Did you ever play Slay the Spire before? No, I did not. All right. Well, what do you think? So this is a game from 2019 Yeah. Uh, from Humble Games uh, that recently came out on PlayStation Plus. Okay. Uh, like one of their free games. Yeah. I was like, oh, like I was watching an ad of like, oh, here's all the new games that came out. And it was like, this is a uh, dungeon card game. Yes. I was like, that sounds up my alley. It was I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it was partially responsible for kind of setting up the uh, the, the very trendy genre of the deck builder game. Uh, 
it kind of spawned a lot of imitators. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this seems to be the original, and a lot of people think this is one of the better ones. It definitely is. Yeah. Uh, I do really, I really, really enjoyed it. I easily lost about, I don't say lost. I know, <laughs> I know where I went. It's right there. Yeah. Uh, seven hours in the span of a week uh, playing this game. Uh, it's fun. It's addicting. It's, but it also keeps everything simple. Yeah. So even if you like, you want to zoom by all of the tutorials. The actual like combat is very very simple. You got your attack, you got your block, and then you have your special, and that's it. And you just collect cards as you climb the spire, uh, defeat the boss, gain relics. It's very simple, but what it does simple, it does really well. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of extra fluff in here to like uh, distract your eyes. There's also not a whole lot of extra fluff for microtransactions to be like, hey, right. if you buy this pack, you'll get extra cards and you'll do better. Yeah, not Otherwise, that kind of you thing. can grind out. No. Uh, I think the fact that it's a roguelike uh, tower uh, climber mm -hmm. makes it so that, yes, your each deck you're going to build as you progress will be vastly will be different, but at least several left because you'll get like the same one of the same 20 cards eventually you'll get all the cards in your deck and play off of that. Yeah. So it's a really, really well done tight game and I'm surprised that, uh, surprised and not surprised how much I liked it because I really <laughs> like playing the deck building game right, now. Right, right, right. But I don't think in 2019 I was. <laughs> I think yeah. I had to catch up in my kind of style and gameplay to uh, fully enjoy Slay the Spire. Yeah, this is kind of a modern classic. So yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things about it. I have not given it a shot myself. But uh, maybe now that I know it's on um, the PlayStation stuff, that maybe I should give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. Anything else? Uh, nope. Uh, just there's a whole lot of new PlayStation extras for those of you who were signed up. I did end up rolling over uh, for the next year because we're just $100 and I forgot yeah. to cancel. Yeah. So mainly the thing I forgot to cancel, but it was also <laughs> like for 100 I don't know what else is going to be on here. Now that I have a disc copy of um, Horizon 2, I might just cancel it. Okay. They don't really have a whole reason to have to keep it. Yep. So. Um, oh, and lastly, I finally 100%ed Chia. All right. Wow. How long did that take? Uh, longer than I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. right. Especially since after I did literally everything, I forgot what I was supposed to do and how <laughs> to do it. So I had yeah. to look up the walk. They're like, okay, it says I need to do this, but there's no marker on my map for it. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, no. But then once I did that, and then I got th actually got going into the story, the story is actually not that bad. All right. It's decent enough to where uh, it kept me interested. A lot of these supposed, like, twists you saw coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. But uh, other than that, uh, I think I, again, one of those games that I played wrong where I went and gathered everything. Yeah. And then went back to the story because <laughs> when you give me, yeah, you can go everywhere and do anything. You're gonna do all of that before you go back I'm to the main stuff. I'm gonna do all the side stuff before I go back to the main stuff. Yeah, no. But at least once I did all that and went back to the main stuff, it made me like super OP. To right. Kind of like not worry about like either my health getting hit or running out of time to do stuff. It's always the case. Yeah. Well, cool. So that wrap up satisfyingly for you. Yep. Chia. 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 It's a nice, fun, um, kind of, like I said, podcast game. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do in the game that you don't necessarily have to pay attention to. Right. 
Okay, cool. So farming. that's Chia. Just a farming game farming. or everything. Anyways, that's Chia. Cool. Um, What's on the, the docket for next week? I'll, like I said, I'll try to t uh, take a look at Redfall um, in uh, uh, like a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I don't have anything else yeah, for me. The, the show's still on its way for you? or? Uh, no. Oh, that, that's what's coming up. Yeah. Um, the uh, Jedi, Fallen Order. Jedi 2, yeah, that's next time, I think. Yes. After next week. So, that's yeah. After next. Two weeks, we'll talk about Jedi. Yes. Because uh, um, I have that on my list as well. Yeah, well, yeah, because I got to put, that's why I've been playing more of PJ Masters, because I got to put it back in the mail in order to get Jedi. <laughs> yeah. It's on my game lock. Good call. All right, cool. Well, so, yes, uh, when Jedi Fallen, that's uh, not. It's, uh. Fall Jedi, not Fallen Order. No, it's, what is that game called? Survivors. Survivor? Yeah, Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. I feel like that, yeah. The name always throws me off because it, feel like it, it feels like it's already a game. It does. <laughs> but it's not somehow. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyways, I'll be getting that and I'll be playing it and I'll have my thoughts on it when yeah, the time comes. Up. All right, cool. Then let's move on to the second half of the show then. And yep. we start television with the Sports Corner. First up. Football keeps on chugging along. We have another league. <laughs> the USFL has begun. Yes, it has. And oh boy, what a lackluster game this was. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so, watching the USFL in its opening week, you couldn't differentiate it from a Division 7 game because of the lack of the fans and the lack of the music in and production in the broadcast. Yeah. It was very underwhelming it was very i don't want to say piss poor but <laughs> oh my god for being on nbc yeah they definitely didn't put any money towards it the production value yeah especially in comparison to the real thing is gonna be yeah even compared to the xfl or at least <laughs> as things are moving everyone's mic they always have something going on they right. want the usfl to be as close to a middle ground between both college and um pros Mm -hmm. That is kind of gets lost in the middle there. Yeah. Speaking of, the XFL's regular season ends this weekend. Yep, this upcoming weekend. Uh, two teams are in, two teams are eliminated, and the remaining four are going to play this weekend. Winners get to the semifinals. Next week will be the semifinals. Week after, we'll have the finals. How's that wrapping up for you? It's fun. Yeah. I like the XFL. Yeah. I think I really like it because whenever they throw flags or like challenge stuff, yeah. they immediately go to someone in the booth saying, explain, say, yeah. explain me. here's what I'm looking for. This is what I see. Yeah. Do I have any other angles that we can get to? Yeah. I'm trying to find something that says this XYZ happened. Yeah, when I saw that uh, was the case, I was like, oh, they should just implement it. We talked about it here, but yeah, yeah they should just do that across sports. Just make that the norm. Like, uh, yeah. Explain what's happening here because there's probably going to be people who are like, what just happened? Not just that, but whenever there is downtime or they come out of commercials, they immediately go to interviews of either the coach or the players or whoever made the yeah. big play to get their immediate thoughts on it. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's great. It's very exciting. And it's what separates it from both the NFL and the XFL is that yeah. you kind of get more of that in-your-face experience. Where you don't get the in-your-face experience is the real thing. The NFL was in the news as well this week. Uh, draft day. On Thursday night. Yes, so get your Kevin Costner's ready. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers are on the clock via the trade from Chicago. Yes, Chicago would have had the first pick if they hadn't but, traded for Carolina. Correct. Or sorry, Carolina traded to Chicago yeah, for the first for pick. It. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, we'll see yep, what happens. So Carolina Panthers are on the clock, and 
on the hunt for their next QB. Who's, uh, yeah, who's uh, who's the number one pick this year? C.J. Yeah. Stroud. Okay. Possibly, um, most likely will be the number one pick. All right. Um, this would mean that the last time the Carolina Panthers had the number one overall pick, they chose Cam Newton. Oh, right. Uh, and, you know, he all he did was just lead him to the Super Bowl and then <laughs> nothing else. Seemed to work okay for a moment there. Yeah. It was everything, like, he had a Superman moment. Yeah. yeah. And then... Um, Put more of his mind into fashion than on the field. So. Well, you know. Uh, got chipped off to New England, and then we never heard the end of him. <laughs> True. Well, but yeah, Carolina Panthers, once again, you are on the hunt for a franchise quarterback. Well, we'll see if it works out for him. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, some controversy happened. Four players for the Detroit Lions were in the news, including 2022 first-round pick Jameson Williams. Uh, they were suspended for violating the NFL's gambling policy after investigation by the league. Yep. Um, but instead of getting the full season-long suspension like Calvin Ridley got, they're only getting six games. Okay. Or half games and six. Some are getting half season, some are getting six games. The difference being three games. So are they gambling on their own games? Or other no, no, no. Player, no other they're they're games? gambling on other players' games. Uh-huh. But you can't, even like when you're, so the rule is, even if you're out on the injured list, even if you're out on bye week, yeah. you cannot gamble on right. football games. Right, because you, it's assumed you would know, you would have some inside knowledge. Yes, right. it's assumed that you would, you are in talks with the other players in the league. Yeah, sports gambling. So that's why they say, no, you play for the NFL, you not gamble on the NFL, but we'll gladly accept gambling money to promote gambling on the NFL for everyone right. else. <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan, oh, yeah, we're going to pull out all the stops, make it as easy as possible for you to give us money. But, uh, but no, no, we don't want players. the players no. to give God, money no. to the gambling. God, team. no. Oh. I mean, you saw what happened with Pete Browns. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> let's, in fact, that's a good, uh, good uh, segue here into baseball. Yes. Big, big story in baseball, especially if you're in the Bay Area, the Yay Area. Not so yay this week, though. Um, the Oakland A's are in the news this week, as they may not be the Oakland A's for too much longer. As has been the case for the past four years since they've been saying Yes, this. but this time seems like the last straw for a couple of reasons. First up, the Athletics president, Dave Caval, officially announced Wednesday night, note, after a big loss. <laughs> yes. Uh, that the team signed a binding agreement to purchase a plot of land near the Las Vegas Strip, which be which will be the site of the future ballpark. Notice the language will be. The reason for that language is that around the same time, the city of Oakland also made an announcement saying that they were done negotiating with the team for building a new ballpark in Oakland. Seems like that the uh, that the team wanted a waterfront location. They could not work out the logistics of where and how much that would cost and all the details that within uh, to make that happen. So, oh no, they did all that. <laughs> but what they couldn't agree on was how much the yes. city would pay right. for a billionaire. Yes, to build to build a ballpark. Right. So basically, talks dried up and Oakland gave up on the athletics. So. It seems like, in all likelihood, this is happening. And that means Oakland fans have about, I don't know, two to three seasons probably left until that uh, construction is finished and they have a 
stadium to move to. It's okay. At 11,000 uh, fans per game, they'll afford <laughs> one baseball contract. Yeah, so that's the other half of this. So the A's have been bad now for two seasons. Um, <laughs> Just two? Well, recently. Billy been, Bean would like a word with you. <laughs> I mean, yes, they've been bad, generally speaking, for a long time. But, I mean, they've been dirt poor, bottom of their division, for now, looks like going to be two seasons in a row. Yes. Um, they're currently terrible. Um, the fans already were not showing up. So that's already where you're starting with. But this feels still like a big slap in the face uh, by uh, athletics ownership. Like, this just means that there is no, there's just no faith left uh, for Oakland fans. Like, if you are an A fan, I hate, I hate to break it to you, but yeah, you're just completely less left on the wayside. Because not only is your team bad, but it's not even going to be your team for too much longer. I feel like if you're in... A's fan, you're a fan by happenstance. Maybe, but I feel like every team has the diehards. Well, okay, yes. If you're like, if you're a fan because your dad or mom <laughs> was a fan in the 80s when they were yeah. good. Yeah, maybe you're a fan of guys with really cool mustaches. Or, That's enough to be an A's fan. I mean, maybe you're just a fan of <laughs> players who are really intense. Yes, he always <laughs> intense. Well, he's not even an A anymore. No. So that's the thing. <laughs> they dismantled this team, and now it's even worse. And I just, yeah, I don't even understand what they're doing with it. They're running the franchise into the ground. I'm sure the part of the plan here is new, completely new, fresh start in Vegas. Just relaunch them, rebrand, leave everything behind. The A's, as we know it, probably their days are numbered. So it's just sad. Also, another wrinkle that I want to add to this and we've talked about this a little bit off pod. Um, people are saying this is also going to uh, contribute to the movement of expansion teams, mm -hmm. saying that putting a team in Vegas leaves the Pacific, like leaves some uh, some more room for an expansion team in that Pacific Northwest kind of zone. When you take a, another uh, that Bay Area team out, it seems to add credence to say a Portland team. Mm -hmm. or a Vancouver team. It adds more reason for them to add another team that plays in that West Coast. Yep. Um, so yeah, this could lead to more credibility to that, that expansion rumors that we had heard, including um, a Salt Lake City team. Well, aren't they at 32 teams? So yeah, it would be two more to, I believe, make that 34. a balance 34. That's um, not a balance, though. Well, 32 is a balance. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll figure out some, some way to balance that. Maybe we only get one team over here, and maybe they figure out some sort of East Coast situation. Um, I don't know uh, what they do there, but it'll be interesting nonetheless to kind of see whether they do go through. If this is the thing that, the, that, the, the, um, that MLB was waiting for to pull the trigger on the expansion. Mm. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting what, season of baseball continues. I wonder if they can revoke MLB licenses. Just say, Dave Cavall, we are pulling your MLB license. You yeah. can no longer own an MLB well, a team. A lot of people were saying, where is the league with this? Mm -hmm. Because the league in the past has intervened. Um, it's weird that they're, not, that they're completely silent about what's happening in Oakland. That they're saying that the A's are literally putting out the bare minimum out there right. because it's in the MLBPA. Yeah. This is the minimum you have to pay players. This is the minimum you have to put towards the team. I mean, that's and a whole other conversation about whether or not, you know, how like how budgets how budgeting works yeah. in Major League Baseball. That's a whole other conversation about like, oh, this, you know, the shared pool of resources kind of mm -hmm. discussion. 
but more importantly, yes, the league should be doing something about this. They should at least make a statement. They should at least be like, well, we're looking into this. <laughs> and we should have a conversation before such, you know, like, like a desperate Hail Mary of a move here by, by the athletics. It seems like it, yeah, there seems like there should be something happening and there isn't on the league side. Right. I don't know. Weird. But that's baseball this week. Um, anything else in sports we need to talk about? NBA playoffs are continuing. Yes. They yeah. are very exciting. Yeah, I've heard some good things. Um, especially if you're a Milwaukee fan as you're just trouncing yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, the games are exciting. The games are close. Uh, it's a good time to just start watching basketball because yeah. it's the best of the best teams. You don't get these lopsided victories anymore. At least, yeah. you shouldn't get these offside victories anymore. I've heard similar uh, feedback coming out of the hockey playoffs. Yes, they are. So you are a proud uh, Kings fan. How are you? How do you know? <laughs> How are you uh, dealing with the excitement here? Uh, his name is Jonas. <laughs> He's our goalie in the He's our goalie in the pipes. So, uh, yeah, weird time to be ki Kings fans on either sport. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's time to be the King. Yeah, I know. Uh, also, because this only happens during playoff time, um, especially here in L.A. Yeah. Both, or sorry, all three, Kings, Lakers, and Clippers are in the playoffs. Yeah, weird. So, the, uh, well, I can't say sta the, the staples swap anymore. Yeah. Um, the Crypto Shuffle <laughs> yeah. is now happening where yeah. they are flipping out the ice and basketball rinks on a not even a night daily nightly basis yeah. literally on sometimes hourly basis because they have games played in the afternoon and at night yeah hate to work there oh but it's fun to watch the time lapse <laughs> well, i'm sure you know it would be a, even better for la if one of their baseball teams was good right now <laughs> too bad neither of them are <laughs> sorry dodgers <laughs> let's move on um then out of sports and into some television news here yes we start television news with a little update from the WGA. So they're in negotiation talks right now. Yeah. Or at least they have been since March. So yes, we are looking what, what may be, depending on how negotiations go, um, another Riker strike. Members have already voted overwhelmingly to authorize the strike, if need be. The vote, which was approved by nearly 98% of the eligible voting members, authorizes the WGA West Board and the WGA East Council to call a strike if a failed de fair deal for a new film and TV contract isn't reached by May 1st, when the current deal expires. Quote, our membership has spoken, the WGA negotiating committee told Guild members. You have expressed your collective strength, solidarity, and demand for meaningful change in overwhelming numbers. End quote. Bargaining for the new contract began March 20th, but is now expected to kick into high gear as that May 1st deadline is nearing. I mean, we have less than 10 days. Yes, we'll know this week, probably, uh, whether or not they reach some uh, sort I of compromise. I mean, we have seen um, talks go into the weekend where they have made a deal literally at the 11th hour, so yeah. we may not have a deal by the time we talk next week. Maybe not. Yeah. But at 98%, they're saying, meet our demands or we will walk. Yeah. Uh, the last time they did this, uh, they actually walked, was in 2007. Right. And even then, that was a 94% yeah. uh, approval. So the strike is no longer, like, a question. It will happen if there's no deal. Yeah. Um, so it just matter, it's only a matter of finding out what's on the table and whether it's something that they deem acceptable or not. Because if it's not, 
we have another writer's strike on our hands, people. Oh, boy. And uh, get ready, because this one's going to be even weirder than the last. Television is way different than it used to be. Yeah, television and just the streaming landscape and what can constitutes yeah. a season of pay versus a movie pay yeah. is very different. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a shit show, so we'll just have to see. Let's move on to our second story here. Hey, you like Spider-Man? Uh, yes, everyone loves Spider-Man. Well, you got a lot of Spider-Man uh, coming in down the pipe here. As many of Sony's Marvel movies featuring Spider-Man, including six Spider-Man films and the 2018 film Venom, are finding a new home on Disney Plus at long last. What? Finally? This yes. is happening? Tobey Maguire's trilogy of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, as well as Andrew Garfield's less spectacular, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> will arrive on Disney Plus on April 21st. So yesterday, yes. while Tom Holland's Spider-Man Homecoming and Tom Hardy's Venom debut on May 12th. The, streams, is stream, the film's streaming shuffle has been expected since the massive deal between Sony and Disney back in 2021, which kicked into gear the move to bring Sony Spider-Man films and other Marvel properties to Disney+. Additional titles from Sony Pictures' film and television library are also expected to premiere on Disney+, in the U.S. later this year as part of that deal. Curren so maybe we'll see those X-Men films uh, as Yes, well. currently... Uh, no, X-Men... Not X-Men, sorry. Um, the other Spider-Man films. Uh, yeah. Zelda Far From Home and No right. Way Home. Those other ones. Yes. Currently, they are available on Hulu outside of the U.S. as part of this deal. Right. But in the U.S., they will eventually, by the end of the year, all be on Disney+. Plus. So that's exciting. I have not seen any of the Tom Holland films. What? So, yeah. Because, again, they weren't available on streaming. It's okay. You can watch the... Superiorly better Tobey Maguire version. <laughs> yes. The, the, uh, yes. Those Rattles. I have seen. Yes. Those are the only ones on this list I have seen is uh, the, the Tobey Maguire trilogy. I've not seen The Amazings and I've not seen yes. uh, the, the Tom Holland. Get your Sam Raimi on. Yeah. Hey, those are good movies. Spider Man 2, especially. It's classic. Yes. Uh, Spider Man 3, you know, it's fine. It has its moments. It has its moments. It has its other moments as well. The <laughs> dance thing is funny. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anything else to say about Spider Man before we I mean, for everyone who, who's always clamoring, yep. where is Spider-Man? Here and they come. This is it. They're coming. Um, this also means that uh, hopefully the Go Way Home, where they all three of these Spider-Man crossover. Yes. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> it's been long enough. Will it's, eventually, yes. Yes, should eventually arrive on Disney+. Plus. Right. And then Marvel can fill the Spider-Man-sized hole <laughs> that yeah. is missing in their catalog. Well, very soon we will see it. Yes. All right, let's move into some thoughts. We've been watching some TV this week. Yes, we have. Including the shit show, which was, from what I heard on Twitter, the Love is Blind live reunion. Oh, the Love is Blind live reunion was indeed a shit show. Were you show. even able to see it? Were you able to log in and actually watch this? Yeah, so, yes. so we are yes. our guest. Uh, we got our guest here. We have our so. guest here. She'll so be a part of this. But yes, um, I saw. Oh, so let me let me briefly say what I saw on Twitter because okay. I obviously do not care. I don't what I was seeing care. on Twitter was people were like, "Wow, I can't even log in, or I can't even see this. What's happening?" A lot of people were like scrambling, and then when it finally did happen, everybody at the end was like, "What the hell was that?" So <laughs> they promoted this thing for a week. Yes, I talked about it last week. Uh, that the Love is Blind reunion would have a live reunion on right. Sunday night at 5 p.m. Well, I go to log in at a quarter to five to yeah. like 
get a pre-tape going, make sure I'm logged in, make sure everything's set. Right. You know, as you do when you as put you on do. a live production that yeah, you want to yeah. make sure everything is working make correctly. Sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. No connection. Just didn't work. Just didn't want to load. Just said, nope, just error, broke. we cannot load this. I was like, okay, this is weird. Let me try again. Error, cannot load this. Weird. Let me try just play load as live regularly. Oh, that works. For some reason, it won't connect me to live <laughs> on, uh, on my PlayStation. Yeah. That's weird. Hmm. Let me get to my phone and try it here. Nope. 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 Let me go off Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Now I have a stream doing a mobile. Uh, <laughs> using your data. Using my data connecting on my mobile phone. Because this is worth using your data for. <laughs> but now, it's not even live. It's not even running live. Uh -huh. It is it's saying, we will broadcast shortly. <laughs> Half 15 minutes go by. We will broadcast shortly. Yeah. 30 minutes go by. We're experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> Please hold. An hour goes by. Oh, no. Still, same thing. Please point, hold. By this point, we're going. We're just about to dinner. Yeah, by this point, yeah, we're, we're like, like bailing on we're, this. we're bailing. We'll go out to dinner. We'll watch this later. So we go out to dinner. We come back. It's now three hours past when this thing was supposed to go live. Yeah. I try and play it. Cannot play it. <laughs> I try to go live. Yeah. Cannot go live. Nope. I try to play a recorded version. Cannot play the recorded version. Just complete and utter just meltdown yeah. of a Netflix going live. I was able to get it going on my phone using mobile data yeah. to watch the recording of it. <laughs> and so I projected that onto the screen, onto my TV. It was terrible quality, but yeah. we were able to watch it. Right. You really just needed to hear it. <laughs> to get the but anyways, uh, the whole point of just that ramble is that Netflix going live. Yeah. Not a thing yet. Now, real quick. So, did you see anybody complaining about the Chris Rock thing? No. Which presumably was kind of the dry run for this technology. Well, yeah. So, they just were not prepared at all. Oh, no. This one that actually people actually wanted to see. For me, this is the B team. This is the, yeah. hey, we did it once. This, just go do that. We're fine. Yeah. No, we're not going to have, like, the servers, like, completely eat themselves. No. Yeah, yeah, you know. No, nobody really cares about Love is Blind. We're just doing this for the fans. But turns out they really did. Turns out there's more Love is Blind fans was, than there are Chris Rock fans. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. I think as, as like reality TV as it is, people love this show. Yeah, like, apparently. And, and we're kind of in that boat too. Yes. I hate to say it, but like. No, don't, don't. Leave it love, hate it. <laughs> you can hate watch it. You can't stop watching it. Like it's, it's the train wreck. My friend's watching it now, and she's just, and she's like, the beginning, she's like, for this season in general, she's like, the pods are boring. And I was like, oh, just wait. <laughs> just wait. And she's like, you're just getting to the pool party part. So, not only, anyway. so anyways, during the live reunion, there was a lot of uh, banter from Vanessa Lachey, not just on when's Love is Blind Baby coming, but also attacking all the, the guys. <laughs> After uh, and like not really going after that hard at the girls. It was in very, the season. It was very the, weirdly biased. It seems like it was misdirected, and and people and and the whole point of a thing like this is for the people to to see each other after a year and well, to like give their opinion, give their thoughts on like what happened versus like what actually happened versus what was seen on the show. 
and provide more background and context of like well, I, things I, that happened. I think people are freaking out specifically about Vanessa Lachey because if you're gonna dig on people, you have to dig on everybody that deserves it. You can't yeah. just dig on one side when it was very obvious there were these two girls in it that were like the mean girls. I think they got let off way too easily. Yeah. And then she went ape shit on this guy who yeah. said he couldn't see the person he'd been with for a month as a mother. And it's like when you think about the context of that, <laughs> it's like, okay, that statement sucks, but like yeah. you've been together a month. Like <laughs> Could you see me as a mother like a month in? You don't even know me. Right. So it's, like, it's sort of like people change over the course of a relationship. Whereas like they belittled <laughs> these two girls like went after everybody the whole time <laughs> and were just horrible people and it's like and they like didn't get anything and it was like how which is fine but like the bias of it I think is what freaks people out. Yeah. They, there was also a lack of a certain person there who was causing a lot of the drama I on the show during the so season. I saw that, yes. So, yeah, decided maybe. not to show up and instead do a Zoom call before <laughs> everything. And they Probably, showed the Zoom call. And, and the Zoom call was very kind. Yes. Like, <laughs> considering. And, and then probably the best part of the whole thing was Marshall, um, his facial expressions during yes. that Zoom call. The one that, spoiler alert, that Jackie broke up with. Um, yes, she broke up with him, and so he wanted the ring back, and she said no. There's a lot of anyway. I <laughs> there, there's a lot going on there. I but think like the it. live. I think the live. Another part that people really didn't like was the fact that Vanessa Lachey was like pressuring everyone to have a child. Sure. Yes. Anybody who like has a brain knows like you don't do that to women. You don't know yeah. if these people have had miscarriages. They're actively trying and have infertility issues. They don't want children. Right. And I think that cringe that that caused could have very well be avoided had it not been a live show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attacking and Editing could have done some work. The yeah. pressure of that. Also, Vanessa Lachey had a birth cloth on her dress. Okay, it looked like a birth cloth. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, a few people were like, was this like foreshadowing? Like, um, I, I, it was, um, <laughs> it was a really, really weird two hours of live reunion. Yeah. Yes. Twins, but, um, yeah, normally the reunions are like taped to an hour, so the live ran for two hours. Also, they uh, were supposed to be on the Netflix, um, on Netflix's website, you could ask certain questions. And vote on questions to be asked during the live show. Oh no! They got through none of that. Oh, I'm sure they, they just completely they did. The only one they did was Barkeith from the last season. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Only a baby, <laughs> because that requires drama that you know outside of the show. Of is that is that or is that not his son? Oh my god! Which he denied <laughs> until he got a paternity test. Yeah, I was gonna say, where's where's Motri? <laughs> I mean, he might be a better moderator than uh, okay. <laughs> well, now that sounds beautiful. That sounds like a beautiful piece a of thing. reality television. Yes, it was, it a, was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> so that's, that's okay. We at least watched something better than that. Okay, so tell me about The Mandalorian. Do -do -do. Oh. Wrapped up season three. Uh, yes. A season that seemed to be um, a little up and down for a lot of fans. A lot of people were a little confused about halfway through this. Especially when, like, Jack Black and Lizzo show up. Oh, to all <laughs> you fans who say that, 
boo on you. Star Wars is supposed to be fun. All right, okay. And I had fun in that episode. All right. So a lot of what the Mandalorian <laughs> wrapping up is that more like like every episode itself in its own could have been its own um, like season long journey if they wanted it to be. Uh-huh. But instead. Every episode felt like it was own season-long journey. So a lot of it did feel at times rushed. Yeah. But at the same time, it opened the doors to open up for the next plot line and the next plot line. And everything about The Mandalorian moved the story along. There wasn't right. one... The one episode that they are talking about with Jack Black and Luna yeah. does feel like everything comes to a halt. And they go on this, like, giant side quest mission. Uh-huh. But it does kind of... But it does eventually feed back into... The main, the main story, the main quest. Uh, John Carlo Esposito is back as uh, the main antagonist again. Always deliciously playing up the uh, <laughs> the, the scenery. Uh, but yeah, The Mandalorian. It's fun, and the ending leaves it very open ended to where we don't know when it's coming back. I think uh, it is going to be for a fourth season. Dave Filoni and John Favreau have said. We have no official plans to end The Mandalorian. Um, so, if it ended here, it ended on a good note, and I'm happy for it. But it does leave itself open to be like, hey, when <laughs> we want to go on another adventure with The Mandalorian, we have the opportunity to do that. Right. It wraps up uh, everything from the first two seasons in a nice, neat little bow. It, literally, if this was like the series finale of it, I'd be happy with it. It ends on a very good and happy note, and I'm kind of happy how it all wraps up between the Mandalorian and Grogu and all the Mandalorians and Mandalore and everything. <laughs> it's very nice, neat little bow on it. Okay. Now, well, that neat little bow needs to get messed up for a season four. <laughs> well, yeah, but we'll see what happens with that, because it seems like this, a lot of people are saying this seems like this is set up for something. Uh, it, I Outside mean, of the television show. There, yes, there is a lot of stuff that they can set up that they can go and no longer need to explore the history of The right. Mandalorian, right. but rather other things going on in the Star Wars universe, more specifically the outer rim of uh. the uh, Star Wars universe, where it is a lot of unknown planets, unexplored uh, territory not connected to the internal galactic empire. All right, when do I get my Cantina Band series? I just want to learn more about jizz. <laughs> Tell me everything you know about jizz. Go ahead. You, you, you proud of that joke? Yeah. Yeah? Gonna, you proud of that joke? Gonna, <laughs> keep making that joke. All right, anyways. Anyways. Uh, Mandalorian, season three. Love yeah, it. Cool. Uh, the only thing yeah. I hate is that it's each season is eight episodes. Yeah. So twenty four episodes of Mandalorian are up, but I did like that each episode was about an hour long. All right. So it moves fast. Speaking about fast things, um, I thought we already did this, but it seems like very quickly we already have a an anniversary special for Power Rangers. So what you're thinking of is the in universe <laughs> anniversary special oh, for the season that was different than this yes that was a 30th anniversary uh, uh, that's a that was a 25th anniversary oh okay um in season of the, of the in conjunction of the current season of power rangers when it was it. running 
So what is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers colon once and always? This is a specific 30th anniversary of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Wait, 30th? Yeah, yeah 30th sounds right. No, 93? 95. Yeah, 93, 95. 93, 93, yeah. yeah. So a specific 30th anniversary of the original Power Rangers. Okay. Of um, Most notably... Um, the Yellow Ranger and the Green Ranger no longer with us. Right, right, right. Uh, the surviving uh, yes. Power Rangers. Not even all of the surviving Power Rangers, though. Okay. Because this, uh, uh, once and always, focuses mainly on two Power Rangers. Um, the Blue Ranger and the, the Black Ranger. Okay. Uh, and they're no longer teenagers with attitudes. No. No. <laughs> There are now middle-aged men. Yes, turns out. Who are still doing uh, Power Rangers crime fighting. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because they, uh, that's all, that's what they know. That's what they know. Yeah. They, they, they decided to take, keep, keep on that pathway in, uh, in the series, even though, even in the series, they specifically, like, do certain stuff to leave and do other things outside of being a Power Ranger. But doesn't necessarily explain how they are still Power Rangers using the Dino Coins, which are supposed to be destroyed. <laughs> but because um, they finesse their way to restore the morphing grid, that Zordon <laughs> was destroyed. And there's a lot of if-thens <laughs> and like very thinly veiled things of like, well, if you don't think about it too much, yeah. we're just going to throw a one line in here so you don't think about it. Supposed to be fun. Supposed to be fun. It's just supposed to throw back the nostalgia goggles of, hey, remember like these characters that you saw growing up? Well, guess what? They're back and they're still doing Power Ranger stuff. <laughs> and uh, even these characters who replaced the, the ones that you liked, yeah, we're going to put them in here too. Um, the, these characters based on the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. Um, meaning that the characters themselves only interact with the other characters related to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So any of the spin-offs from like Turbo on Yeah, all that stuff doesn't. You'll see um little Easter eggs about them, but you won't see any actual characters from No, this is specifically for the OG Power Rangers. And the nostalgia you have for the OG Power Rangers. Okay. And Rita Repulsa's back. Hey, you know what? You have to. You have to do that. Even though like her like she herself was transformed when Zordon's tube was destroyed <laughs> and became good. We don't have to... No, don't, no, 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 no. We're going to retcon that and say that, like, yes, her evil was purged from her, but the evil was still out there, and now it's back. <laughs> okay, so despite uh, things that have to be retconned and rewritten, uh, was this an enjoyable time for you, someone with uh, childhood nostalgia for this? Outside of all of the shoehorn stuff right. in order to make this thing even possible. Yeah. Yeah, it was a okay. fine time. A, a nice trip down nostalgia lane. It is 50 minutes. So it's not long. It's not long at all. All right. Um, but at times it also feels like it's a student film project because <laughs> a lot of the ways things are set up and shot are very hey we're going to rent this house for a weekend and we need to film everything we can here yeah, yeah so camera's very static all the lenses are like single lens for, used for <laughs> literally everything we're not changing anything up uh, 
Oh, and all the fight coordinate coordination. We're going to pay homages to what, what happened to Mighty Morphin. Right, which was not high quality. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say. Needless to say, it was not high quality in, no. the, in the 90s. It was pretty slapdash, and so they're going to try to recreate it. Yes. Yeah. So that way you have memories of what, uh, like, fun memories, like, oh, yeah, right. like, they're doing this again. Yay. <laughs> but really, it's like, wait, am I supposed to believe that yeah. this uh, 40-year-old man <laughs> now who has morphed into a clearly obvious stunt double? <laughs> Is wow. doing these moves. <laughs> he really loses a lot of weight when he goes from uh, normal to morphin, huh? It's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird how all of a sudden he, he gains a six-pack. <laughs> that, suit, that suit's really <laughs> slimming. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, okay, cool. I'm glad that it's given a three-year-old something to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except when it goes to the um, whole aspect of the Zords. Sure. And they uh, transform into the Megazord. Uh, because, lest we forget, one... Those Zords were destroyed, and two, they were transformed using uh, into the Thunder Megazords. <laughs> so both iterations have been um, completely like dissolved into new, uh, new, more canon iterations of what mm -hmm. they are. Because even though they transform into like the Shogun Zords and then the Zeo <laughs> Zords, so like in canon like universe. For some reason, they always want to revert back to the dinosaurs version. Yeah, because of this because nostalgia. Exactly. Yes. But it breaks canon. Yes, I know. Canonicity. That's the thing. Is like if you're gonna, you can't have both with this kind of thing. If you're gonna go for the nostalgia play, you have to do the thing that people love. It's this, so we're having the same conversation in the Pokemon fandom right now. Yes. Because Pokemon Horizons, aka Pokemon, the new series, the, the reset series in Japan, yes, recently premiered, and. Immediately, as soon as the beginning episode establishes, oh, we're in Kanto again, all the fans freaked because I, they all thought, wait, this is supposed to be the Paldea season. Mm -hmm. So no, not really. The lead character is from Paldea, but they're in Kanto going to school. And so the first couple episodes that have aired so far, the third one happened yesterday. Or yeah, and I have not seen it yet. But yes, I finally did it. Yeah. I finally looked up fan sub stream of it because yeah. i was like I, I cannot wait for them to make an announcement about when this is happening here mm -hmm. i'm just going to start watching these yes illegal yes <laughs> not, not on the record yes. saying that I def, i'm just saying that wink 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 i you know wink wink i don't actually mean join the dark side anyways um everything here is uh, legal uh, i've, I've I Everything the, is above ship my friend uh my friend uh recorded them in japan yes and i'm just watching those anyways um <laughs> allegedly uh, so yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So th th it is full of Kanto Pokemon. Everybody's just like, oh, come on. But again, there's a reason why they have to do this. Is mm -hmm. because they're trying to establish a baseline of the popular thing, mm -hmm. and the popular thing in both cases happens to be the first thing. And so yes, they have to harp on it because it works. Okay. Now, when going back to once and always. Mm -hmm. um, Someone didn't finish their pre-res on these um, <laughs> on the Megazord. Sure. Or if they did, they added too much of an outline for it oh, because no. it was very blocky and oh, static no. in its movement. Uh, uh, it was only on the screen for maybe five minutes, ten minutes tops. But once they got to it, I was like, "Ooh, this does not look good. What are you doing?" Oh. Yeah. 
Anyways, yeah, well, nostalgia. Right. Yeah, nostalgia. Uh, I watched a couple things. Okay. Uh, like I said, I, I I watched the first two episodes completely legally of the new Pokemon series. Yes. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, I, I really like it so far. Uh, okay. I don't know. Have you checked this out? No, I haven't. Uh, I didn't know it started. I thought it was Yes, it started two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, the first two episodes are up. Like I said, thir- the third one should be up now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I... You should check it out. It's really cool uh, so far. I like what the, I like how they started. I like what they're setting up. Okay. There's a lot more plot now. It seems like they're going in a direction with it. And it's very clear from the beginning that they and that means that they need the protagonist to actually have a character, and she does. Uh, we haven't met the second protagonist yet. Uh, I believe that's going to happen soon. Uh, but yeah, her story has already been set up, and um, Liko I like where it's is going. her name. Liko. Liko with an L. Although again, with you know with the yes. Japanese translation, it could go either way. In this case, I believe the they announced that that Liko is the um, okay. English name for her. Uh, but yeah, I really like it. Um, it. Some of the animations have been really cool, um, and yeah, I like where they're going with it so far. I like the like the theme song, which will certainly change for the U.S. release. I'm glad I'm getting on in now because I think that they're going to make some they're going to make some changes that will kind of make it worse in a few ways. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm actually checking it out as it's meant to be seen. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm going to check out to see if uh, episode 3 is available later. Then um, the other thing I've been watching, so yeah, out of nowhere, they revived one of my favorite shows from a couple years ago uh, for a second season, uh, even though they didn't announce that it was being renewed. <laughs> a single Drunk Female is back on Freeform. Oh. I really liked season 1, uh, and season 2 is already off to a strong start. Technically, all of it is available now on Hulu. They just uploaded the entire season, even though it's airing on a weekly basis on um, Freeform. So what I'm doing is I am just watching it in weekly release on Hulu, and I'm not going ahead of the weekly release, okay. as if I'm watching it on, in, in real time. So they're doing it two-week right now, so it looks like they may just try to be trying to burn off season two, which has me worried about the future of the show. Uh-oh. That being said, though, it's even better than the first one. I think that it's a really strong show. Um, and uh, this is the one that's um, Jenny Conner, formerly of Girls, okay. uh, producing. Uh, it's very good. Uh, it's very in that kind of kind of area, that kind of zone, except less cringy. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously on cable, so they can't do as much. But, um, but yeah, it's a really good um, kind of... It, uh, like a very realistic depiction, I think, of somebody in recovery from alcoholism, what that means to be in a program, how that um, how that affects your relationships with your family and your friends, and this season specifically uh, goes into how that affects your dating life. But dating a normie, for example, <laughs> is what uh, people in recovery programs call people who are not in recovery pro- programs. Mm-hmm. I would know. I uh, dated somebody in recovery once. I was that normie, so it's interesting to kind of see. Uh, the other side of this um and yeah it, it, from what i can gather it's a very w- well depicted like version of that kind of story and i'm really having a good time with it okay good so yeah cool so that season's happening other than that just baseball all right uh, i'm still going through succession watch i got through season two and it's finally getting me interested in yeah. wanting to continue the story. Did you manage to avoid the spoiler though that uh happened uh the big spoiler for this something crucial that happens right now this season um yeah i'm not looking okay, up spoilers good. i'm going through it right now okay. uh, i'm in season three i'm trying to catch up through season four so i can watch the finale live okay uh but 
it finally got good. It finally got okay. interesting. I'm finally like understanding why people are like so hooked on this. It took me two seasons yeah, to get there. To get in there, yeah. I don't like the slow burn. Sure. It's like okay, like first season was very like okay, rich people problems. I don't really care about this, but <laughs> people say this is like interesting and dramatic TV. All right. Second season, I was like, okay, I can kind of see where it's going here. But by the end of the second season, I was like, all right, now we're getting to the actual like family political <laughs> dynamics of yeah. everyone trying to eat everyone here, and I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it clicks. Well, it both clicks and is like, uh, do I want to continue watching? Because a lot of it is very um, family, internal family dynamics that clash. And I don't know how much I want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got to go through season three. And then I should catch up for season four when that finale airs right. in two weeks, I want to say. Okay. Uh, yeah, so keep watch the space for when I eventually catch up and do a series right. wrap up on Succession. Sounds good. Oh yeah, and, uh, Riverdale. Oh, yeah, Continues Riverdale. to be batshit insane. Continues to be in the 50s? Yes, but you're still in 1955. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a lot. Alright, let's move on to cancellations and renewals. What am I no longer watching? Hulu is bringing back Reasonable Doubt for a second season. The Wookiee. Uh, uh, is back for a sixth season on uh, you have BAC, it's ABC. I don't care, you can't have someone be six seasons around and still be considered or call themselves the rookie. The rookie. Will Trent, Will Trent, what is getting a second season uh, for a on ABC? Oh, uh, that was that uh, little yeah. the detective show set in New yeah. Orleans. Will Trent, what Rana Naldu. Is getting a second season on Netflix. I believe it's Naldu, not Naidu. I don't know. I can't read uh, the difference between an I and an L from this distance. Yeah. And The Good Doctor getting a seventh season on, on ABC. Hey, that means that the, the next season's going to be the baby season. Did the backdoor pilot work, or are they going to green light? I have not heard about that yet. Okay. Bling Empire will get a third season on Netflix, and Bling Empire, colon, New York. We'll get a first oh, season sorry. on Netflix. Those are supposed to be canceled. Oh. <laughs> Both of the Bleeding Empires got canceled sorry. on Netflix. Let me rephrase that. Is that is my bad. Canceled after three seasons, and then Bleeding Empire in New York canceled after one season. Yes, they, they um, Netflix has cut ties with the entire Bling Empire. <laughs> no more Bling Empire. No. The empire has crumbled. Yes. All right, let's move into the last section to, for today, which is movies. And we always start the movies with the weekend box office numbers. Your number one movie is still the Super Mario Brothers movie, making another $92 million this week. That is officially at $353 million. I know you probably talked about it last week, but it already broke the record yep. uh, for the highest grossing first weekend of an animated film of all yep. time. Broke the animated record, broke the video game record. <laughs> it crossed the $1 billion mark already yes. worldwide. worldwide. So, you know. Super Mario World yes. is coming soon. Oh, and this opens the, the floodgates for the Mario universe. Uh, the cinema, the MC, wait. <laughs> the MCU is already a thing. MCU. The MCU, the Nintendo, Nintendo uh, cinematic universe. Yeah. So get ready. I'm sure Donkey Kong is probably next. Yes. You're not calling it Mario. Yeah. You're not calling it a Mario cinematic no, universe. Because, yeah, you're going to get Donkey Kong. You're probably going to get Zelda at some point. Yoshi. Yoshi. We'll probably get Kirby, I hope. Yes. Fingers crossed. My, my hope for the next one is that they do Kirby next. Oh, I would love Kirby. No, it's going to be Donkey Kong. They already have the stars established, and they already have a lot of the, the world building. Yeah. And so it's like, it'll be Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen is 
Tom, you Tom, know, yeah, and Tom, it's Tom. leading up to Super Smash Brothers. Oh god, I hope not. You know it is. Oh, I don't know what you're gonna do with that. There's no plot. What do you mean? You gotta fight Doctor Hand. Yeah, fucking Crazy Hand. Master Hand. Master Hand. Crazy Hand. Anyways, we'll see what happens there. Your number two movie, The Pope's Exorcist, with a nine million dollar debut. Number three, John Wick Chapter Four, with another eight million dollars. That's at one sixty. Number four, Renfield with an $8 million debut. And number five, Air with $7.8 million, adding to its $33 million total. Um, I think we're going to skip Air and wait for it to come to streaming. Yeah. Well, it's already on there, right? Uh, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I thought it was on it. Apple, Apple TV. Uh, Amazon. It's an Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, sorry. sorry. Amazon. It's one of them. Yeah, it's an <laughs> Amazon thing. Uh, I haven't seen it on Amazon yet. Oh, okay. I thought but it was already. I thought it debuted. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was supposed to. Yeah, debut. I thought it was supposed to. Maybe they last minute changed it. Yeah. Upcoming this weekend, got a couple of releases this week. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, of course, based on the famous book. Of the same name. Of the same name. And then Big George Foreman. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I, I grill burgers on my Big George Foreman all the time. Oh, no, no. There's like a, like a whole like subtitle to this, yeah. too. Okay. It's like Big George Foreman and the Undisputed Heavyweight King of All Time or oh. something like that. Yeah. So, movie about Big about George Foreman. Yes. Um, George Foreman being going into retirement and then coming out of retirement to fight again. Yes. That's what the movie is about. Selling grills. Yes. Delicious. Let's move on to movie news. First story here is about Netflix. This company made another big announcement this year after a year of big announcements. This time, a saying goodbye. Not to Netflix, though. No. Well, to Netflix, the old style as its original business mailing out DVDs and their signature red envelopes is closing after 25 years. Quote, our goal has always been to provide the best service for our members, but as that business continues to shrink, that's going to become increasingly difficult. That's Netflix co-chief executive Tad's Ted Sarandos writing in a blog post. Netflix will be shipping their final discs on September 29, 2023, which marks the end of an era for physical DVDs. While Netflix is only winding down its DVD business and not selling it, indicating that it has no plans to let another company acquire it. Bill Ruhana, the CEO of Chicken Soup for the Soul, the company that acquired Redbox, That's as we right. spoke about, for $370 million last year, has said that Netflix has brushed off his attempts to purchase its DVD business, quote, three or four times, unquote, before Netflix announced its decision on Tuesday. I'd like to buy it, Rohana says. I wish Netflix would sell me that business instead of just shutting it down. I wonder if they have a patent on shipping DVDs by I mail think they do. Is what I think that's why um, when Blockbuster did it, I think that they had to do it in a very weird way mm -hmm. uh, before they ultimately died. And then, yeah, I feel like Redbox, if they could have done it, they probably wouldn't be doing it that whole time if they could have. Right, instead of having the DVDs that you have to go to in a kiosk. So, yeah, I imagine Netflix has probably some sort of patent around the way that they did it the way they did. Um, nonetheless, yeah, it is kind of an end of an era, although I don't know anybody who's doing this still. Well, I used to do it uh, because the only way you could get specific movies for, like, film class and, like, old movies right. and stuff that's it. no longer streaming. So, so this kind of, like officially does a solid cut in September of if you want to watch something, you got to find a way to stream it. Otherwise, well, it becomes kind of like a lost physical medium that you have to go and search for. But fun fact, though. Your local library may have it. That's true. 
But also, if you're a crazy person like us who has Gamefly, Gamefly does have certain movies. Uh, so if certain you want to try though. to get a DVD, you might find it there. So that's your uh, little PSA. If this still matters to you, maybe get a Gamefly subscription. Uh, if, that's if you're looking for a specific uh, DVD. Yeah. Uh, specific movies. Otherwise, the reason we bring up Redbox is that they're pretty much everywhere in your local grocery store. If you're trying yeah. to find the newest release, right. you can just go to Redbox and get it there. But that's not even a guarantee. So, no. Yeah, just, you know, give it a shot. So, yeah, but definitely an end of an era. And uh, Netflix, uh, yeah, is not what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, it's completely now just a streaming service. Yeah, I remember, what was it, 2006? Yeah, something like I that. I think that. signing up seven. for Netflix DVD. Yeah, yeah. It was my Christmas present to the family. Oh, wow. <laughs> of... I'm going to sign us up for this thing because yeah. I need to watch these movies. But also, like, it was when they were doing their, like, if you sign up, you can get, like, the streaming version of one account <laughs> of our limited catalog. And, of course, uh, this also brings to mind, remember when they tried to rebrand it at Qu as Quickster? Yes. You know, that failed immediately. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Let's move on to our uh, second story here. Uh, Unless you have something else to say. Just... PSA, we here at the Media Blue Podcast will and always have been, always will be champions for physical media. Yeah, yeah. So it's sad to see something like this that did bring uh, physical media to a lot of people to go away. It's, it just it definitely feels like the end of something. Yes. All right, let's move on to our second story, which is a not the end of something, but a beginning of something. A new credit line for Legendary Entertainment. We don't talk about Legendary Entertainment that much. No, but they are kind of in the background, constantly making movies that people do care about, mm -hmm. uh, including uh, Best Picture nominee, Dune. Yes. So they have secured a new $800 million credit facility from J.P. Morgan. The new fund updates a pre-existing line of credit and will span five years. It's a sign of confidence in the unit, run by CEO Josh Rode, who said the company was, quote, pleased to extend our relationship with J.P. Morgan as we continue to grow our global film and TV pipeline. Upcoming legendary products, projects, also products, include the sequel to Dune. Yes. And new entries into the Godzilla vs. Kong. In fact, it was just announced. It was It's Godzilla... Godzilla v... X-Kong, I think it is. And Kong? Cross-Kong? I think Godzilla it was X. X. It's like Godzilla, Godzilla Cross-Kong... Cross uh, new, yeah, I don't know. New Legends or something. Subtitle, but yeah, yeah, that's the sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong. And of course, Detective Pikachu franchises. Which means a sequel to Detective Pikachu? Well, we knew that that was happening. Well, yeah, but we haven't just, heard anything yeah, about, about it. it. On the TV side, they've got drops of God at Apple based on the Japanese manga. But perhaps most promising is Legendary's ongoing development of a film based on the iconic Street Fighter the rights to which the company recently acquired. That was earlier in the week, so I just kind yes. of bundled those two stories together. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this will be the first attempt at a Street Fighter movie since The Legend of Chun-Li in the yes. 2000s, which sucked. And, of course, the famous original Street Fighter film um, uh, starring uh, the late Raul Julia. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so a uh, lot of, uh, lot of uh, cool projects coming from, the, uh, from Legendary very soon. Remember when we were talking about Legendary looking to be bought up by someone? Yes. Look at them now! They don't need it. They're on their own, uh, killing it. So, yep. uh, yeah, good for Legendary. Yep. And good for us, because we get to get new Dune, new Godzilla, new Street Fighter, new Detective Pikachu. Yeah, Keep yeah. it coming, Legendary. We're rooting for you. All right. Well, that'll do it for movie news. Any movie thoughts? 
did you? So I didn't listen last week. Sorry. <laughs> did you see Mario? Yeah, I talked about Mario last okay. week. Well, give me the, the real qu- quick version of your thoughts about it. Uh, real quick on Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I liked it. It's cute. Okay. It's something I would watch a second time. Right. Something I wouldn't mind watching with my kids. Um, it's definitely a good family movie that's I think why it's also earning all this money because yeah. you gotta buy three or four tickets yeah. to see with your family <laughs> make that money. Uh, but there's enough in there to keep the kids entertained enough to keep yourself entertained also enough in the background to be like oh I see this I see that I see this I see that yeah. the story itself flimsy at best you sure. can kind of get around it but then again they have to kind of work its way into why does Super Mario jump on blocks? There's a lot of setup that you have to do when you're establishing basically an isekai where he comes from the real world. Yes. So yeah, that was kind of always going to be baked into it. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a lot of stuff that they do to like throw some backstory into all the characters uh, as well as drop little um, pinpoints everywhere to be like, hey, we could take it in this direction or this direction or that direction. But it's also kind of the pinpoint drops of like, hey, we're making these kind of drops and hints to like maybe spin off right. into a franchise uh, like a Luigi's Mansion franchise or yeah. a Mario Galaxy franchise or if we don't do that it's just hey we know we're referencing the games right, right, right. in this case okay cool so it works largely uh, sounds like yeah um, it largely works it's definitely a, a good family film um, a tear or two may have <laughs> occurred by the end wow but not like full on. I'm like Pixar. I'm falling. Right, this right. is stop. Stop hit me in the feels. Uh, no, it's more like. Oh, I'm so happy they did this tier. <laughs> like I didn't think you would do this, but I'm so happy that this is the outcome that, that it ended up being. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, I'll try to see it soon. I don't know when, but uh, yeah, probably only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's a good family film. Like if you want to take your kids to a good theater experience, yeah, go see Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Otherwise, I think you'd be fine waiting for streaming. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. That's probably going to be a Peacock. Oh, Universal. Yeah. So, yeah, so, probably Peacock. Probably peacock. All right, cool. They're usually pretty fast for that shit. Yeah. So. Well, you know. Maybe not this time. Maybe yeah. not this time. <laughs> we'll see. Because uh, it took uh, M3 again yeah. three, four months. It took uh, uh, Puss in Boots, too, about the same amount. Yeah, so four months. So you're looking like in August. Mm, yeah, we'll see. August, September. Maybe, maybe we'll try to see. Because uh, I think it's still in theaters. Yeah. So. Oh, wait, you think Super Mario Bros. <laughs> theaters? <laughs> You're leaving money on the table if they don't. All right. Cool. Well, that'll do it for movies, and that'll do it for the Media Vote podcast this week. Yep. Uh, I don't watch anything else. Yeah, I movies. think that's it. So, yes, thank you for joining that us this fast. week. That was fast. That's probably yeah. going longer. It's a quick one this week. Normal, normal length. Normal so, length. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week for another episode. We'll be remote, as you will be in the Coachella Valley. Yes, I will. Um, you may... Uh, yeah, it won't be a live stream, but we will have a yes. recording for you, yes. both in podcast and maybe on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, live from Stagecoach. So, uh, well, I don't know about live. But yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. We'll record live. Live from, tape. Yeah, live tape. Uh, recorded earlier, we'll yes. say in the bottom. Anyway, so thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for that. In the meantime, uh, thanks, and we'll, uh, you can find That's us fine. on all sorts of things. You can find us at MediaBoatPodcast.com. You can find our YouTube channel by searching Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. Like, subscribe, click the bell for notifications. You can follow us in, uh, med- in uh, um, audio form by following us on podcast services such as Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our feed. 
We're on Twitter at, at MediaVoteCast. We still do not have, we never had a, a blue check and we still don't. Uh, Facebook, <laughs> MediaVotePodcast, just search that and you'll find us. You can email us if you have questions, comments, feedback about the show. MediaVotePodcast at gmail.com is that email address. And lastly, we'll be playing some video games, I'm sure, on MediaVote, on um, twitch.tv slash MediaVote. Um, if you want to check that out. Someone awesome is officially in the PGA. So, uh, so uh, we'll probably stream that on Monday. Tune in for that. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next time. See yep, ya. We'll be back with more news, more thoughts, more of us in the recorded version. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.